Welcome back to another edition of What You Spinning. This is episode 17. Uh, it is just me, Matt, and Jake today. Uh, we uh, George had some scheduling conflicts, so we're going to hammer out our albums, and he will join us again to talk about Kaleidoscope uh, at some yeah. point. Shout out, George. I know he, I know he would have had a lot to say. Oh, yeah. About Definitely. these, but... Yeah, we got a lot to say about these albums, too, so I can only imagine, I can only imagine what he had. Um, anywho, uh, we're going to dive right in uh, with Jacob's pick for this week. Uh, yes. What did you have for us, Palomino? Yes, so this week, a it's a like collab, like they got together, um, a rapper, very known, um, very like OG, you could say, like old school um rapper which is ghostface killer um with uh, bad bad not good like an up-and-coming um like instrumental kind of band this group of uh like three or four dudes i think they added more people and stuff but bad bad not good and ghost ghostface killer um sour soul <laughs> Law, he powers my soul, teaching me positivity in the whole. How to walk amongst the evil and smile in the face of death. To speak knowledge and wisdom to my last breath. I'm a humble brother, got love for another. Body heat is what'll keep you warm under the covers. Make peace, not war, make baby some more. Keep it. Um, and this is, yeah, it's one of my favorite. I love playing this and putting it on just because it's, it's like real jazzy, like oh, yeah. real, like mm-hmm. something you could sit back kick back and like listen to it's got a lot of bangers on it it's got a couple instrumental tracks all the tracks kind of have to a certain degree like an instrumental like very instrument oriented yeah yeah it's like an album that not a lot of hip-hop albums have like live instrumentation where it's like it's not really sampling or like djing it's just like a group that's playing instruments and someone instead of singing it's they're rapping over it basically right um but yeah, what uh, what y'all thoughts? Which hit me with it. It was fun. <laughs> Apparently, there's an instrumental only album out there of this mm-hmm. album, which would be great to hear. Um, yeah, I didn't really know that. Yeah. yeah, I like the the vibe that it threw off with the the '70s throwback with the sampling and the music that they used. It was very it had that kind of old nostalgic kind of feel from like the game show era, the soap opera era. It was just all kind of that music yes. you hear in between stuff. They incorporated that all into the album, and it came out really well. Um, oh yeah. The bad, bad, not good aspect of it. I guess it's like a jazz fusion kind of band, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool to have him doing that with hip hop. And it, it just melted. It melted well, and uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I like the instrumental parts too. I think experience is that the last song oh, on the yeah. track. Oh yeah, that's one of my top three because it was just it was just <laughs> I don't know. It was just fun to listen to. You sit back and you just can have yeah. your own little story going on in your head, and um, it was a great album. It's pretty cool. I don't know if you guys caught it, but if you listen to it front to back. Mm-hmm. And then if you like put it on repeat, like you listen to the last track, it is a, like a continuation of the first track. Oh, really? Yeah. So it like blends into okay. each other? Yeah. So the last again. track okay. is pretty much like a follow-up to the first track, basically. Very cool. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I realized that this time when I was listening, <laughs> because I, I, put it, I had it on repeat, and I was like, okay, is this the same song? And I was like, oh, it, it's, it's basically the same song, just two different tracks. I was like, mm-hmm. that's fucking cool. Yeah. That is, wow. I had no clue about that. Uh, No, I loved it. Like, and you kind of just talked about it, but mono was like a, it was one of those kind of instrumental tracks, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was like, what, like 20 seconds long. And it like, 
kind of sets a mood and then sour soul gets just right into it and then after that it's like oh we were not going to continue with this and then apparently at the end you know it kind of does pick back up on that theme sure. but the just like you guys said like the jazzy aspect to it everything i love the guitar riffs because you know it's something that was kind of you know more back in the day you know like having a guitar riff in a song and not a lot of you know even producers do that nowadays it was like a small handful but i loved the guitar throughout it it was just like like on uh on fucking gun showers yeah, that the guitar on that was unreal it's so good it's got that little tremolo effect and it just flows real well that's great absolutely so good. i liked um well i like i like i said i've been listening to this like since it came out mm -hmm. i think this is like their fourth album that they've done bad bad not good not okay um, yeah they had they i think they started up like on Bandcamp or something right and then they had a couple like they had two albums they had a live album that they did like two live albums um and then three um which came out like 2012 i, I need to be fact-checked i don't know what year <laughs> you then, shit right but yeah but then this came out and when this came out it was really cool because these guys they bonded over like hip hop because mm -hmm. um, okay. they I think they they were like college kids and they were like doing a class together and they all kind of bonded over like Wu Tang and Tyler and Odd Future. Oh damn! Um, so they had that hip hop background and for them to have like an album like one of their like you could say first albums that they have such a legendary rapper mm -hmm. like Ghostface Killer. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like, you know, that says yeah. something, not only, like, to their musical talent, but, like, on a personal level, because you can't, like, that's like an idol, like, you yeah. know, Wu-Tang, yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. iconic, that's yeah. an iconic collab, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better, in my opinion, like, the mm -hmm. combination of the two, because, yeah. you know, you listen to, to Wu-Tang and all that stuff, and, you know, they were aggressive, but they did have, you know, some really good, like, smooth tracks, like, uh, Cream, you know, all that stuff, and to have it, it's one of those things that, after you listen to it and then you go back and listen to some songs off of like enter the 36 or whatever yeah. uh, it you're like oh shit this actually makes fucking sense like it makes yeah. sense that they did this and they they destroyed it they knocked it out of the park mm -hmm. like yeah i oh man and didn't they end up doing like some doom remixes at one point yep, they, they did, did like a remix ep or something of mf doom and so yeah. to have him on a track one with ghostface and two to be on a track <laughs> in general and mm -hmm. to me i had actually never heard that song as much of a doom fan as i am i had never heard it there you won't find a track that dooms on where he raps like that his voice sounds completely different almost yeah i had to listen to it a couple of i had like started his verse over three times i was like is this actually fucking mf doom because it <laughs> yep. doesn't sound like it i think it's cool because like especially in this picks the picks that we had with victor bond and yes this, you could tell the difference like old like not old but like newer kind of up and coming like victor von doom you could say to like where he was at where he's like a little bit more advanced and he's like not as laid back not going super hard because he's like has something to prove right but he was established as fuck at that point yeah when yeah. did this come out um 15 i want to say 20, oh damn 2015. Oh, okay yeah. damn i was like i wonder if this came out it even it even made me because i was so thrown thrown back by uh how he sounded on the track i was like mm -hmm. i have to go back and listen to like the last album he did before he died which was the czar face yeah uh collab and i was like 
And then I didn't think to look up when that came out, but I was like, how the fuck does it sound so different? And then I went and listened it to the Zarface yeah. one, and I was like, no, nah, this sounds like normal Doom. And it I, does sound very different. But it's that was really cool to me. And then, funny enough, I didn't look... Like, I had this playing in the car, and I listened to the whole thing, and I didn't catch some of the features on it. And then I went home last night, and I was listening to it, and I was like, no shit, there's Elzai on this. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, man, that was that was a killer collab, too, to have. It's Yeah. It's he throws, just. He throws out one of my favorite lyrics on the album. Yeah. 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 It was, if you hit the rock bottom of the asphalt, that's likely your asphalt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> right? It's just so good. <laughs> right? I lo- yeah, I like that we talked about Elzai prior to it. So we kind of, because he's kind of very, like, back end. He, like, sits in the back, you know, but he, like, when he comes up, he comes in hard. Yeah. And Elzai and Ghostface on that song, it's so good. Yeah, oh, it it's so well. good. It well. Yeah. Um, same thing, because there's, there's a lot of really good features on it. Um, the Danny Brown feature on it. Oh, um, insane. Six Degrees. Oh, dude. And that guitar intro, too. Like, mm-hmm. I heard that, and I was like, oh, my God. And then I looked and saw it was Danny Brown, and I was like, oh, this is going to go fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be insane. <laughs> I really, I like that song a lot, because... Um, when you hear Danny Brown come in, like the beat switches, mm-hmm. like the like the instrument like changes, and it's just like the bass going do, 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 and like Danny Brown, he's just like attacking the beat. Yeah, he's just he's filling... rapping with like with the beat and like filling it in. Yeah, it he's like filling so the spaces good. between mm-hmm. those plucks, and I was like, damn. And that's something I love when when a rapper can fill the spaces between like an instrumentation. Yeah, and I was like, damn. And Danny Brown, he's hilarious. Oh, like yeah. his lyrics are hilarious. He says like something like he's like watching a show and he tells like move your big ass head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny. I love that part. But sour soul, I love how that's like the in- you could. It's not the intro, but it's like the second song. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lyrics on that man, Ghostface, he's so lyrically like such a genius. He was probably my favorite lyricist out of the yeah. out of everyone from Wu Tang. He says uh, like one of his lyrics on sour soul. He says. Uh, chess boards and swords, alphabetical darts. My clan is brave hearts. Y'all move like Paul Blart. Yeah, that yeah. was. I couldn't catch that in time to write it down, but I fucking yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I was listening to it back, and I'm like, whoa, Braveheart reference, like <laughs> Paul Blart, Paul Blart, Blart reference, like, <laughs> like Kevin <Still>. James. Yeah, <laughs> you're so clever with That's it, good. man. That's and good. speaking of speaking. You know, midgets. <laughs> With the strength of ten midgets, I'm a murder your son. He says that. Yeah. At the end. <laughs> I love that ending. Um, but yeah, Gun Showers, super good song with um, with Elzai. Mm-hmm. They bounce back and forth, and like Elzai, he ends his lyric like setting up Ghostface. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, "You can declare me as sick, highly contagious," and just yeah. Ghost just comes in and tears it up. Um. Starts reality, the instrumental. It's like another instrumental track. It's mm-hmm. like kind of like right in between, right in the middle. And I like how they do that. Bad, bad that they like. Yeah, they're emphasizing like the rappers, mm-hmm. but them as like just like artists, like the drummer, the bassist, the, the guitarist. They're really good. They're damn good. Yeah, they're really good. And it, they've they've had like features and other albums that they've worked on with like Tyler the Creator, K Tronada. Oh damn. Um, they they have like a lot. Mm-hmm. Their their discography is like very broad damn so like the fact that they have those interludes and those like at the end of the tracks where they're just kind of free playing Mm -hmm. and they're kind of just like doing a jump drum break and they're like 
you know, kind of having fun with it and doing their own, own thing. That's like, yeah, it kind of plays to their strengths that they that they do. Yeah, you know? they I like that is one aspect I really did like about it was that, you know, it is the like the whole reason why, you know, people will go and listen to this because Bad, Bad, Not Good is, you know, popular, but they're not insanely popular. But people will mm-hmm. see Ghostface Killer and that's why people will go and listen to this and to have that kind of freedom because it is their project as well to do something like that like that to have multiple instrumental tracks and to really just have fun and really just make it such a cohesive project that really just shows off both sides yeah is is phenomenal uh stark's reality i listened to that one a couple times and i was like man ghostface could have slaughtered this beat yeah i was like (laughs) shit (laughs) but i think it's it's cool that they did that that they just like gave it respect and because Ghostface he, he you know he has to he has to say that like what he wants to rap on yeah and I feel like it was perfect that that's like right in the middle of the, right in the middle of the album mm-hmm. it's like just breaks away from all the rap like it's just them just instrumental yeah just like live instrumentation mm-hmm. even when they were touring um, for like this album and around that year Ghostface he would do like some like guest appearances oh shit when, when Bad Battle was touring he'd show up to shows with them that's cool. So, yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah, pretty that's rad. Really cool. But um, yeah. Other than that, tones rap. That it's Ghostface just like hard flexing. Like, oh the yeah, whole time. the whole time. Um, he he name drops um Isolate Brothers and Al Green at the mm-hmm. end like mm-hmm. super good. Um, what else? Because uh, they used uh, Wu Tang used some Isley Brothers sales mm-hmm. yeah, back sure. yeah. Oh yeah. shit ton. Street knowledge. What did you guys think about that one? That was a good song. That was a good one. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, like the intro is like real slow. Mm-hmm. All, you, all you hear is like the bass and like the the, the little drum kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you hear tree. Like I've never heard of this dude. No, I but his voice him. is like so deep and like yeah, it just comes in like silky smooth. I was like, yeah. whoa! I was like, who is tree? Like yeah. I was looking at the. I was like, who the fuck is this? Me, money, what? Like like yeah. what the fuck? Like I yeah. was like, this guy sounds like Boldy, but like before Boldy, like right? It's like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different people. That was yeah. really cool. I'm like, I'm glad you brought that up because I was listening to that last night and I was like, I might have to go check this guy out. I was like, yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, see what he's all about. I liked his voice. His voice is very like very deep. It, you could tell it's someone different. Yeah. Like yeah it it doesn't sound sense. like someone like you've heard. Right. Um, I really liked Ray Gun. Oh, yeah. Obviously. That's a good one. Um, that one, I think it's really, really unique just because, like, it has Doom, obviously, on it. But, like, at the end of the track, Bad Bad, they kind of have their own, like, twist mm-hmm. to it. Because you could tell that when they were, like, making it... Um, they had it in mind that Doom was going to be on it. So right. they kind of added like this like villainous like ending to it. Kind of like, like horn kind of thing. It's kind of like it. cartoony. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. like very like animated, you mm-hmm. could say. Like yeah. it's like very, yeah, it sounds like very Doom-esque. Like yeah. very villainous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like without even looking at the track list, I, mm-hmm. I, after I had done it, I was just sitting there. I wasn't paying attention to the screen or anything, and that came on, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the one with Doom on it." Yeah, I was like, yeah, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as soon as that came on, the ending is like perfectly for Doom because it just sounds like something he would sample, or like exactly something that he would do. Yeah. So that I love that they did that, like the creativity behind it, mm-hmm. like it's very unique. Um, Nuggets of wisdom. I really like that song. Yeah. Um, I added, I made that for my snippet just because I love that intro. Yeah. So jazzy. So. 
and then you hear the little like sax come in like just very faintly you could hear it mm -hmm. it's like yeah, it adds a little bit a little bit of spice to it a little bit of a little bit of pepper um food food's also really good too yeah um, yeah this whole album man this whole album it's hard to pick a top three since it yeah <laughs> very hard since it came it's out tough. i i've been listening to it oh, i love yeah. putting it on just because it's one of my favorites good lyricism good instrument instrumentation live instrumentation it's it's so special too, especially to rap. So. Oh yeah, yes. When you hear it in an ad, in a project like this, I didn't even know there was an instrumental version of it because that would be. I know. Let's check it. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, Kelly had it at a uh, at Moon Rock once, and I went and looked for it. Time out. I couldn't find it. Yeah, the instrumental version I saw because I get like uh, like emails from Kelly mm -hmm. at Moon Rock, and she sent me an email that, and I was looking at the list, and she had this, but the instrumental version. And I've been looking for the instrumental version, and I went, and I looked for it in the hip-hop section, and I didn't find it. I thought it'd be there. Yeah. It was probably somewhere else. Hidden. She had it there. Nice. But. That's pretty lovely. Yeah, the instrumental, like, it's really special. Um, it's very, it's very unique. Not a lot of rappers will collab with, like, bands. A that, full like, band, yeah. Yeah, sure. like a full band, you could say. Mm -hmm. And they do an album that it's just, like not much sampling not a lot of like dj scratches it's just like guitar bass drum yeah and a rapper oh yeah so but yeah what uh what are your guys top three in that case oof matt do you want to go you want me to yeah, I'll say start it off. okay yeah i think I'm... we all like gun showers oh yeah mm -hmm. the, the lyricism on both sides you know from ghost face and, and mm -hmm. mr e throwing it down um <laughs> mm -hmm. six degrees i like the instrumental beats in that song uh, same with the experience. I think that's probably one of my favorite tracks, even though it's an all instrumental yes. track. It just mm -hmm. it ends the album well, and like you said, it kind of leads into the beginning of the album. So it's a good, well-rounded song, and just gives you a, a throwback vibe that I don't know, just chill. Yeah, you, just mm -hmm. throw, you could throw it on for anybody. I think anybody mm -hmm. would like it. Like, yeah, you couldn't argue that it wasn't good music at all. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that. You could say that for the whole album, mm -hmm. which is why I was like because I'd never listened to it until this week and I was like shit man this is me too I was I'm, like shit this is yeah. incredible it's I'm thinking about it now because now that I realize because I found it out this week also that the ending leads to the beginning mm -hmm. this album is kind of like infinite like, you can yeah. listen to this forever yeah. sure yeah <laughs> literally yeah. it's just playing in a time capsule somewhere yeah, yeah. Um, no it's yeah uh, like I said earlier picking a top three was kind of a pain in the dick um but number three, I got to go six degrees. That instrumental just goes too hard. Danny Brown's feature on it is, yes. is fucking unreal. Mm -hmm. uh, number two is Ray Gun because shout out Doom. And it was just such a, like, we talked a lot about that track. It's just perfect almost. And then, I mean, it's probably the theme of the theme of the thing. Number one was Gun Showers. That, mm. just that, mm -hmm. just that whole song. Just so damn good. Yeah. Yeah, you guys picked out like my favorite tracks on the whole album. <laughs> oh, this whole album it's so good um if i had to pick and not in any order just because i can't because i could I, lo I love all these songs mm -hmm. um but i would go same thing uh, gun showers with elzai mm -hmm. um six degrees so good um i really like at first i didn't like it nuggets of wisdom but now mm -hmm. i like it a lot more right because it's like very jazzy and it's mm -hmm. very like yeah there's rapping on it but it's a lot more that you hear even after the lyrics that Ghostface like makes you hear a lot more that they come in bad about it and they start like doing a drum break and like going off and doing their thing um, 
but yeah gun showers six degrees um i guess honorable mention nuggets of wisdom um and then street knowledge just because that tree like yeah blew me away yeah first it really time I heard did. it first time i heard it i was like whoa who did i just listened to it like 10 <laughs> times again and i listened to the album again and i was like yep favorite album yeah, <laughs> yeah. but hell yeah uh well that was sour soul by ghostface killer and bad bad not good we will be back to talk about matt's pick all right we just wrapped up talking about sour soul by ghostface mm-hmm. killer and bad bad not good we are going to dive into matt's pick for this week what do you got for us yes Bob? sir ladies and gentlemen we're going with red hot chili peppers blood sugar sex magic and there we go there we are there it is Nineteen ninety one, produced by Rick Rubin, engineered by Brendan O'Brien. Very influential album for that time. Nineteen ninety one was pretty uh, crazy time for rock and roll and just everything. You know, everything was exploding. It was new music, Pearl Jam, Nine Inch Nails, or yeah, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Nirvana, all these other bands coming into fruition. Um, this album yeah. had so many good tracks on it. It was just like, for me. It was hard to even fathom making a top three. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Even making an album like with this many good songs on it. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. And most of those songs, so uh, the ones that I like weren't a lot of the hits. Like, I didn't really like Under the Bridge at all. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a great song, mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. a lot of other good songs on here. Um, I have a lot to say about it as well. Um, I'll oh, let damn. you guys start off. Oh, dude. Well, first off, like, so many good songs. Oh, you like, God. Like, and so good to the point that it's overheard. Like, especially, mm-hmm. like, uh, their bigger songs. Because, like, Under the Bridge, you said, mm-hmm. that's one of their, like, bigger songs. Mm-hmm. That, like, you mm-hmm. hear it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, but even the other songs on it are bangers. Um, so many, dude. Like, I, man, I have so many memories of listening to this. Um, especially when I was, like, really into, like, listening to, like, you could say, like, like, uh, like rock music and stuff like that. And when I was playing like guitar, because I was really into that like type of style, um, I really was getting into it a lot more. Because like you want to play, like you want to kind of be like that, you know, like yeah. be able to play like that. Because the guitar, especially the drumming on it, um, just like they they go so insane. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the songs that I that like I liked, I was making like I'm just like writing my notes and stuff, right? And I'm like, all right, this song's good, this song's good, top three, top three. And I <laughs> and I'm looking at my list now. I have like seven songs in my top three. Like, <laughs> What am I going to do? Like, right? Dude, but yeah, they're such good songs, man. Like, so many of them are, like, so memorable. And, like, some that I hadn't listened to in a while, but, like, are also, like, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys basically hit the nail on the head. Uh, this was, like, I... Matt and I will probably mention this a couple of times because I loaned him the book. I read Anthony Kiedis' book when I was like fucking 13 years old. Definitely should not have been allowed to do that. Um, <laughs> but I've read it four times because uh, it's just it's a, it's a great read. And then he also talks about, you know, some really damn good music and some stuff behind it. And when I got into the Chili Peppers, I got into like the By the Way album and Californication and like some like basically the big songs yeah. off of Blood Sugar. And when I 
read that book i read the story that he was telling behind it Mm -hmm. and i was like damn like that is like there was so much going on in his life and Mm -hmm. i went back and listened to it and it immediately became like my one of my favorite albums by him like probably top two uh and it's like this was kind of you and i kind of mentioned this earlier this week with to each other i was like this was kind of like the defining album for them like this was probably their best album yeah this was like hey we're the fucking red hot chili peppers here you go yeah and Mm -hmm. whether it was like ketis's songwriting whether it was just like hilariously clever on it or you know pretty deep and like kind of vague at the same time or flea and chad smith and john frusciante just going fucking bananas (laughs) the entire track like there's so much i could say just about that in general Mm -hmm. but Dude, a lot of the solos that they do on it. Oh God, dude, you could really tell that they were getting like real good and real comfortable with like how they were playing. Oh yeah, especially all together. Like the more you listen to it, too, you, you the more you hear Flea and his bass playing. And yes, he used to do a lot of slap bass in the early days of mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. And this album, he's more like stylistic and uh, maybe mm-hmm. plucking the strings a little bit more. But he has some great intros, like Funky Monks. Oh my God. Oh, dude, I love that song. That's a, yeah. once you hear that intro, you don't forget it. Yeah, like, no. You can just repeat it. And if, you, if somebody knows that song, you start doing it, like when we do it together, you know what song yeah. we're doing. So. Yeah, I did that to you the other day. I was like, ah, oh, bro, you know what was playing when I got out of my car? And you were like, what? I was like, Funky Monks, dude, fucking bam, bam, Yeah. And then he started doing it too. He's like, I fucking love that, dude. Dude, that song's so good. Yeah, because the bass, like you hear like that bass really come in. Yeah. Um, another song that I was real like, like, I listen to a lot more um, uh, mellow, mellow, mellow Ship Flinky and my B, B Major. Yeah. That's a good, that one's good. Uh, <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. The bass is so good. Like, you hear it kick in, like, yeah. it's real good. And it, yeah, I remember it now every time I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Righteous in the Wicked. <laughs> yeah. That hook, dude, like, it just caught, like, Righteous in the Wicked. And peace, like yeah, dude, it's just so good. Co- he's like so chanty with the mm-hmm. with the choruses sometimes. He is. He's almost preaching in a sense. He starts off the album with power of equality, trying to like mm-hmm. just throw out like love each other and stuff yeah. Like hate. And a lot of his lyrics in that song are very powerful and are still resonant today. You know, it's a great, yeah, it's a great ballad in a sense, not like a power ballad, but more like a, an anthem to yeah. stop you know uh-huh. stop things. Uh, funny you mentioned power of equality. Remember yesterday how I just kept talking about in living color. Because I was just mm-hmm. like, I listened to that song, and I was like, why do I think of like watching in living color? Like when mm-hmm. I hear this song, just like Jim Carrey skits from the '90s and '80s and uh-huh. shit. I'm like, why does this make me think of that? And that's why I was like, hey Matt, do you know where I can watch that? You're like, oh, not if you don't have the DVDs. And I was like, <laughs> damn it, because I know you have some. And I was like, you bastard. But no, I don't know why. That was just like a weird thing my brain did. Was like, you should watch like Fire Marshal Bill. And I was like, <laughs> but uh, just. But yeah, Mellowship, that is a good yes. song. I was referencing oh, yeah. a different song, but yeah, that is a good song. Yeah. Suck My Kiss, dude. Yeah, the, with starting on that one also. Oh, like, God. Dude. That's, so I'm going to have a really fun time making that snippet later. Because <laughs> that's, 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 nice. yeah. that's what I think that's what you picked. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a fun time that making song, that. Dude. Just, that song has always been one of my favorite. Like, yeah. This whole album was just very influential for that that movement in the 90s, too. There wasn't, there wasn't anything really poignant. And then this album came out the same time that uh, Nevermind was released by Nirvana. Which is on same day, same day, same day, same day. Oh damn! Holy shit! That's just amazing. That. It's like yeah. those albums. That's really cool. Yeah, just, yeah. That kind of set the tone. And Pearl Jam, and they toured with Pearl Jam for this album. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been and Nirvana as well. You know, that would have been such a sick tour. Kurt Cobain and all that. Um, the album yeah. was uh, produced by Rick Rubin, and they went to a, a mansion that was owned by Harry Houdini, the old magician. 
was supposedly haunted, but I don't think it was. Maybe it was. Who knows? But yeah. I think Chad Smith said he didn't want to stay there because it was haunted or whatever. <laughs> John Trasante said the same thing. Um, so it has a good vibe for the the feel of it, and it's very bass heavy, uh, very drum heavy. And I didn't really notice the drumming until later in life. You know, I've heard this album a lot a lot in my life, yeah. and when I replayed it this time, uh, the drum and the bass stood out more than anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. that was the same for me, mm-hmm. and. Uh, speaking of the drumming on it on breaking the girl it has yeah. that drum track mm-hmm. throughout you know the, the like chad's mm-hmm. going it's not intense mm-hmm. but then i don't know if they did an effect or like used a different type of snare but at the end when it's getting like you know really that acoustic guitar is going nuts mm-hmm. the drums sound so fucking dramatic like they do yeah like yeah. cinematic it goes from like you know this kind of acoustic kind of drum beat mm-hmm. and then it just turns into this boom Mm-hmm. and it was like a movie i was like what the it's very like mm-hmm. tribal yeah i was like yeah. what the hell i think they all did percussion on that song from what i remember reading yeah yeah Even was playing drums on that song um it was number three on the billboards when it came out so it definitely hit hit the mm-hmm. masses and like yeah you know, like you said put them on the map and like this is us this is who we are exactly yeah. it's funny that like we still listen to a lot like under the bridge like oh, everywhere yeah. dude yeah, yeah. it's a really like it's a really good song there's some is. good outtakes on this album the soul to squeeze from the conehead soundtrack uh-huh. yeah that's, not, that's that was supposed to be on this album and they didn't include it on this and album. they put it on one hot minute didn't they no it was on the soul it was on the conehead soundtrack. oh it was just on the soundtrack yeah. damn i must have gotten like a boot like a limewire copy of because <laughs> that song was definitely on it <laughs> that's another Lime good track you know no that's it, another good one. i forgot that that song was from this mm-hmm. era uh I had, so speaking of Under the Bridge, uh, I had kind of taken a break from, I hadn't listened to Chili Peppers in a long time up until, you know, kind of the start of the summer. I was like, let me get back into the chilies because I had listened to them so much when I was a kid, like when I was young and stuff. And so I would kind of listen to them here and there, but then I was like, let me get back and revisit all this stuff. (laughs) And uh, I didn't go and do Under the Bridge first, oddly enough, but I heard that song again, Mm -hmm. like recently, and I was like, damn i don't i don't care i was like i know that it's overplayed or whatever i was mm-hmm. like but i fucking love this song <laughs> i yeah. was like just i remember speaking about you playing guitar i remember when i was still playing and learning that was like my white whale of riffs to try and learn and i still never learned mm-hmm. that that, tough, yeah. that intro yeah, good, riff good, on it yeah. is just so beautiful and then it gets to the end where he has the chorus singing behind him oh very well put together song. It's the reason why it's such a mainstay. But I was like, yeah. Very I... cool music video too. I remember being in middle school, <laughs> and when it came out on MTV, when that was still a thing, MTV. You know? Yeah. So was... Yeah, like you said, that's that's all I pictures him yeah. right with like the mushroom cloud behind him. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like everything's jiggling and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And his hair. He looks like fucking Fabio because he's got that yeah. same shaped yeah. head, and he's like, oh my god, Classic it's video. so good. I feel like every, anyone and everyone that has ever played guitar has tried playing that song oh yeah <laughs> sure definitely yeah like for sure uh the photography too i brought uh the album so obviously i got the insert but um if you want to walk up and show it too you can walk up so kind of band photos all the band doing their thing oh yeah uh, gus van zandt who's a producer director all that jazz did the photography for the album uh the album cover was not done by him it was done by anthony kiedis's tattoo artist that's famous. fucking badass i did not know that yeah yeah that's cool but just a fun album like it's it's just happy in a sense yeah. you know as, as as much as the lyricism and 
music is dark and about drug use and debauchery and sexual encounters, <laughs> Apache Rose, Peacock, you know, all these different things. It's just fun to listen to and you can like get pumped up or just mm-hmm. be chill and listen to some uh-huh. of the songs. Uh-huh. It really, it really does. It is, you know, kind of does have both sides of it, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. I, Apache Rose Peacock, dude. I, 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 like, honest to God, I don't think I. Peacock. I think I might have heard that song like once or twice before I went back and listened to this, you know. Uh, And just that, the intro to it's baller. Like the instrumentation (laughs) on it is fucking badass. But then it's just that first lyric sitting on a sack of beans and then he says something about new orleans i'm like god damn it dude i'm like of course of course there was this at the end of the album because it's like one of the last four tracks and i was like god damn it (laughs) it's so funny a lot of the lyrics are like like super like you could super quotable like oh yeah you hear them and you know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. like give it away like the Mm -hmm. the the, the hook to that Give it, like you hear yeah. that you know what you're t- Buster Rhymes about. used it mm-hmm. yep yep mm-hmm. like so many classic songs on this that like oh god I'm listening to it over and I'm like holy shit this was on here too I thought that was on Californication like I'm like yeah. damn like mm-hmm. it was jam packed like, yeah it was it's a lot of songs on that album look at the track list like damn yeah it's, it's pretty it's long like I, I didn't listen because they they, had a, they have like a deluxe version of it that they uh-huh. had like are they live songs or are they just like additional I think they're just songs? outtakes kind of like Soul to Squeeze was okay. they didn't include on the original album but yeah like you guys have all said it's hard to pick a top three I'll, I'll try to start it off uh, Funky Monks obviously the baseline intro nice um, Suck My Kiss because it's just like powerful and like just one of those driving songs you want to drive fast to almost oh yeah um, and then the title track you know Blood yeah. Sugar Sex Magic is that whole that whole song is just very like <laughs> that uh, yeah there was an outtake from last week's episode uh, it was Matt and I I sit down at the table I, you and George were talking it was when I had the camera rolling for a second there's an outtake I just sit down and Matt just looks at me and he just says blood sugar paper <laughs> just start singing it and I lost my shit in the moment and then I went back and watched it again and it was like 80 times as funny yeah, as it was the first it. time yeah. yeah and then like right after that you guys come and sit down and I was like fuck it's like god that was so good um, so good pick with that yeah, those are yeah. my three yeah yeah uh, my top three I gotta go Funky Monks too uh I have so many like there's just all sorts of uh honorable mentions i could do number two suck my kiss matt you talked about that one pretty well uh honorable mention was power of equality just because it just immediately it's just like here here here's us you know type of thing uh but also yeah it like you said so hard to pick a top three but those were mine it is dude um i like how they too my lovely man i that song like right at like especially at the ending of the album mm-hmm. my lovely man is i feel like it's a good like starting to end like yeah you see like for an ending part of an album right that is probably my honorable mention um but that i fuck dude the drum and guitar solo like at the end of it like at like in the bottom half of the song that oh they're yeah. like they like they just like freely like they're just having fun with it like you could tell like it sounds like super good mm-hmm. and the guitar hook on that song too um but really like also um so in no order but i'll try i'll try to put in a top three i guess um righteous in the wicked probably number three um suck my kiss probably second and then we keep bringing bringing up fuck freaking uh the funky song 
Funky Mugs. Mm-hmm. Funky Mugs. Yeah, yeah. I got honorable mention. Naked, naked in the rain. Oh, yeah. The, you That's a good one too. It's got a good hook. You yeah. can sing that. You know, I forget about that song all the time. And Same. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is a sweet song. I love this track. So you're right. You know, another great track. And that's that's a cool thing about it is that it is one of those that's not super popular, but it is really mm-hmm. good, and you forget about it until you end up listening to the thing all the way through. But, yep. yep. But yeah, that was Blood Sugar Sex Magic that was by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Great pick. <laughs> so good. That was a good one. Yeah, we'll be back uh, to wrap it up with my pick here in about two shakes. All right. We just wrapped up talking about. Uh, one of the biggest albums of the 90s, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex, Magic. Uh, we're going to jump in time about 13 years to early 2004. To the future. Uh, we're going Vaudeville Villain by Victor Vaughn. We have a witness. We have no victory if you can authorize overtime. He used to get straight A's. Nowadays, get way paid is the pet phrase. Set the stage, preferably night times. Daylight reserved for research and writing rhymes. Things is harder than the tarnish on the garnets in his gold teeth to eat gosh darn it, behold heat. Going all out to the fullest, old dip. Chrome forfeit if no bullets, no clip. Black electric tape over the hole in the handle. If you hold it right and hit them with it, they can't tell. Which was my pick for this week. Uh, the first album that MF Doom did under the Victor Von moniker. Uh, he ended up releasing two full albums and then EP like and a couple singles that were basically just re-releases of stuff off of this and the other one but uh, one of my favorite albums that I've discovered in the past 10 years uh, but what did you guys think about it? Mm, dude some good old doom <laughs> right? Some doom yeah some I like dude I love that he does that that he has his like kind of like his aliases that he goes by right um, and I would, cause I was like listening to this and I was rethinking like, did this come out before like he was MF Doom or like, was it after it was 2003, right? So like before. Yeah. It was before. like, uh, this album got put out. It was, I think it was this, I always get it mixed up, but when Mad Villainy, when that album, before, yeah. yeah, when, yeah. when Mad Villain got, uh, leaked, the album he did with Mad yeah, Lib, I was reading about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. When it got leaked, Mad Lib they were like, fuck it, we're not releasing it. Uh, Madlib went and did Champion Sound with Jay Dilla and another album, a solo project. I actually think he did The Unseen by Quasimodo. That's when that came out because that was, it was around there. Yeah. yeah. And then Doom said the same thing and released Vaudeville Villain and uh, Take Me to Your Leader. King Ghidra. Yeah. Yeah, by King Ghidra. So he basically started two different aliases at once. And yeah. then right after Mad Villainy came out, he doom did uh mm food mm-hmm. so within like a year's time this motherfucker pumped out four albums that's amazing yeah, yeah. and like albums yeah. that like you don't put aside like yeah one bangers. of those albums was my pick for the first episode of this yeah Very mad cool. villainy Very so dangerous. yeah especially like king Ghidra, like all his like other because that, that's so cool that he has those like side projects mm-hmm. that he kind of i mean like the lore yeah <laughs> like not lore but like like just like the personality that he has mm-hmm. around them and like because like in this i feel like you like i'm listening back to it um and i could hear a lot more of like the younger like more witty like that he's rapping and like it's like more like syllable based like you yeah. can tell like he's like like trying to rhyme it like um like a lot more throughout um but yeah man it's 
like I love that he does this and it's one of my more favorite like rhyme schemes that he has like including MF Doom and like King Vidra and all that um Lick Upon dude <laughs> super good song that song great banger um Vaudeville Villain obviously like the second like the first track you could say cause the first mm-hmm. one's kind of an intro mm-hmm. oh dude so good <laughs> yeah it's so good. Like a, it's like a concept album almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you can like say that. Mm-hmm. Time traveling back to New York City in the nineties. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that vibe to it, um, and it's got a lot of cool, you know, creativity to it. Mm-hmm. Kind of pushed hip hop in different directions, I think, especially coming out in two thousand four. Yeah, um, it's just different. This is way yeah. different, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. think it helped kind of let other artists kind of go, okay, we can make an album like this, and it's gonna hit. You know, people are gonna like it and dig it. You mm-hmm. know, and I think he set the tone for that you know early on and he didn't even know it and we're, we're realizing it today you know yeah mm-hmm. um speaking of kind of what you had mentioned just real quick about the his different aliases and everything there's a really good interview uh like red bull brazil did with him back in oh, 2013 yeah. mm-hmm. and the entirety of the interview is doom's just sitting there at a deck and he just plays a track off of one of his albums and then he sits there and they talk about it and they started asking freelance questions and they asked him, why do you have all of these different aliases, you know? And he's like, well, I'm just trying to tell my story or I'm trying to tell a story. And, you know, you never see a movie with just one character. He's like, I got to have different characters to help tell the story I want to tell. And I thought that was, I was like, damn, that yeah. is deep. It's I'm yeah, like, that is deep cool. as hell. And so that's when I got, I was getting into Victor Vaughn and his other aliases. And I was like, dude, this is, freaking sweet yeah. like that yeah. whole that mentality he had about it was was really unique and mm-hmm. i really appreciated that a yeah, lot of people it, cite this as his best work as doom's best work mm-hmm. overall so and you can hear it you know it's a great album for sure yeah you could it's yeah. actually cool that they did like a repress they did like three represses on it like physically yeah like it's insane because like they recognize like oh like people really like this even yeah. now yeah um because it's like yeah it's like an upcoming uh, like his come up you could say it was like yeah. one of his first like projects that he had done and the features that he got on it too in the production i feel like it's really good yeah a lot of the beats are like very unique kind of like electronic like some of them you could hear like some electronic like mm-hmm. synths in it um but yeah man a lot of the songs on this super good um <laughs> let me watch you dude uh, <laughs> you know what song i'm talking about yeah can oh, i, I like the open mics dude the open mics are cool like they're mm-hmm. kind of like they have like random people, not random people, but like different rappers come in. They like do like mm-hmm. little skits of it. Yeah, it, that kind of, I I just like to sometimes I find the connectivity between like episodes we've done recently, and it reminded me of the Three Feet High and Rising game show, the oh, open mic yeah. nights. I yeah. was like, I was like, man, this reminds me of the whole like Three Feet High uh, theme that they had. And, yeah, uh, I thought I've I've always loved those tracks too. Uh, they're so like picking. I think personally for me, just because I love this album so much and I've listened to it so much, this was the hardest one for me to pick a top three on. I oh, had to li- I listened yeah. to it one and a half times before I even started writing shit down on my top three. Uh, <laughs> I, I changed mine this morning. Yeah, yeah, I did. It and it's like you you kind of brought this up. You were like, I feel like you said something about like the production and like the rapping wasn't the way the production was. Was that it all just was very? I can't remember what you said. Damn. But uh, you said, like, yeah, sometimes you just don't even notice the rapping because the beats are so cool or something along that line. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, and I said, I totally agree. I sometimes will find myself just listening to the beat and then I'll hear like one line that Doom says in it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, 
I think it's Radon or Lickapon where he says, uh, find him uh, with his dickhead inside a chicken head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A dead chicken's head said it helped the nausea. And I just stuff like that. And it's like, what the hell? Right. <laughs> and so putting those words together like that and making it sound good behind right. a beat is, you know, creative as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Not anybody can do that and do it well. Yeah. So. You could tell that even like at this stage, his rhyme scheme is like so unique. Mm-hmm. And it's so like doom, like especially around that time, no one sounded like this. Yeah, that's why yeah. it's like you could tell that it's like very different, and it's especially for that era. Oh yeah, of rappers, it was so unique how he would like his rhyme scheme and stuff. Um, I have lyrics for a bunch of them. It's you really could. Yeah, I I almost started doing that. Like, oh, let me get a couple screenshotted lyrics, and I was like, I would have. 80. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, we would talk about, I would be talking about my album for an hour. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like, I like each of these tracks on this album. I know most songs in general, you know, tell a story about something, but like every song on this album actually tells a story. I feel yeah, like. yeah, individual stories that like kind of leads up, like I said earlier, about a concept album. It's, it's yeah. very unique and fun yeah, to I, listen to. I think we should probably wait. Maybe it's very quotable, like very yeah. A that, lot of the songs, songs on it and lyrics. Especially like like syllables, I noticed mm-hmm. that a lot. Like yeah, he, like he was like really like going off and kind of talking about different stuff, but like his syllables, you could tell he was doing it not so much for it to like, because it sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> right? Because he's just going like in tangents and he's like talking about crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the songs that I really liked, um, I just put "Let Me Watch," but that, yeah. isn't that what it's called? With uh, "Can I Watch"? Can I Watch? Yeah, with the party B. Yes, dude. Oh my god, the storytelling in that is yeah. so good, especially because of Pony. Like, it's like kind of like this like relationship thing, and then like, yeah, Doom like fucks up, and then like you know, yeah, it's like it turns out funny, but it's like the beat and like how they're bat- bouncing back and forth, like a female rapper with like a, like an MC, like yeah, it sounds so good. And it's like cohesive and like yeah, and it's it's kind of something that he doesn't do all the time in his music but there's a couple albums where you float uh, in his discography where you'll find a song like that like there's um shit next levels off of take me to your leader or something mm-hmm. like that uh where that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of a similar thing and then if it's not with a female rapper he'll have a song where it tells like a love story like that but it's like a badass song like one of my favorite songs off of mad villainy is fancy clown and it's victor vaughn or it's MF Doom featuring Victor Vaughn. And so he's trading yeah. bars with himself. That's cool. Yeah. And so, no, I love that. And the in, the instrumental on that is so smooth. Yeah, the and then, like, like, once you hear that beat, you're like, all right, Doom's going to just crush this. No, it's, it's the yeah. harp. The harp on it. Dude, <laughs> yeah. The harp, you hear the harp come in on that song. And it's, yeah, Doom crushes it. Yeah. Especially because he's, like, bouncing back and forth. And it's, like, it turns out funny. It's, like, yeah. at some point it says, like, um, forget what it says that's like an attorney let me watch like yeah i rest a masturbate then fuck with big vaughn like, yeah and he's just let me watch yeah. it's just fucking hilarious i love that we quote like quote that every time like, <laughs> yeah listening to this that's that's like especially when that song comes on oh yeah um no there's uh i remember when i started working at zoomies or i was in the interview when i uh, with my manager who was a deathcore bassist for a band uh based out of portland and we started talking music and uh he was wearing like a deathcore band shirt and i was like well i can tell you like that and he's like yeah but i also really like like victor vaughn 
MF Doom. And I was like, what the fuck? This guy was like 6'5", just like, like <laughs> tatted the fuck up, like skinny skater dude that played like super aggressive metal music. But he was like, I love this. And we bonded over a modern mugging that was like, oh, yeah. he was like, have you heard this song? I was like, bro, I love this track, you know? It's one of my top three. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's just, every time I listen to this, like like I was saying, I it's so impossible for me to pick a top three. Every time I listen to it, my favorite yeah. song switches. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if I had to, number three, can I watch? Uh, number two, lick upon. There's just inc- there's some crazy lyricism there, and same thing with a modern mugging, which is my number one pick. Mm-hmm. For me, lick upon, like you said, it's got funky beats. Lyricism's great. Yeah, uh, I liked lactose and lectin. The track name alone kind of says it all. Yeah. It's kind of funky mm. and weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the modern day mugging because it had unique sampling and I felt like it was underwater in like the ocean. <laughs> yeah. The vibe it was just like very wobbly. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like, sense. Yeah. it was like a wet stereo. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was just a great landscape for a song. So yeah. Yeah. It was a great song. Uh, I'm surprised you guys haven't brought up Saliva. That's the best Dude. track on the album. I love that. I, I love like, yeah, it is, yeah, it is the best track on the album. So, so like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like in the beat, you hear do do do, like it's like yeah, and then just and that was that beat by like RJ D two, I think, wasn't it? You yeah, know, that one, one, that one was RJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. which is. Oh, unreal dude. yeah it's crazy that he had like it was so good dude mm-hmm. yeah saliva so good um a dead mouse i love that song mm-hmm. oh i, I that one i always forget song, about dude. and then i hear it again yeah that's one of the like, first songs i heard on the album was that one dude the drums on it and because you hear like the like the little bass kick in uh-huh. on that song i love that song um and then untitled like when i listened to this album i hadn't i kind of i guess skipped over this song it's it's just like raining like it's like kind of ambient like you mm-hmm. know like just like rain sounds like kind of like in a forest mm-hmm. yeah for like a solid like minute or two minutes and then doom just comes in and he's like rapping over this like i'm like i was i, I was listening to it and i'm like oh did i get queued up like did i queue up something like yeah. ambient music or something <laughs> and i look at it it's like oh it's victim i'm like what the fuck you're like, <laughs> like did i put on my sleep playlist yeah like what is this <laughs> But that song is really good too. Like it, because mm-hmm. you hear like Doom just coming in and like right after like it's like kind of like peaceful and like like kind of calms you down, I guess. But if I had to pick, man, like gun in my head, like I if I had to pick some, um, the drop, I really like the drop. Mm-hmm. Um, lick upon, um, honorable mention. Let me watch because that's obviously a, a number one. But we'll make it honorable mention this time. <laughs> and then saliva. Slab is really good. That is a damn good one. But yeah, this album, man, Victor Vaughn. A lot of people really like it, especially like if if you're a Doom fan, you know what. Oh this yeah, is. yeah. So. It, but it's also one of those things like we've talked about every time we talk about Doom. Um, is there's a certain level like it's not it's not like people gatekeep it, but it's just so out of the ordinary that it's hard for people to get into. And once you break that, like once you get into some of his more accessible work, like Mad Villainy, mm-hmm. uh, you start diving into shit like this, and you're like, this guy is just criminally, like at, for a while he was criminally underrated, but ever since he passed away, people are like, that guy was the fucking bee's knees, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I was really, I knew I was gonna uh, blow your mind when I brought this up because I knew you were anticipating it, and when I pulled it out, you were like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. I was really excited to see what you had to say yeah, about it. Fun. That's why I, I picked it. it. But fun. I'm really glad y'all liked it. Um, oh, yeah. That was Vaudeville Villain by Victor Vaughn. We will go ahead and dive into next week's. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. My hands. <laughs> hey, wave. Hello. My hand. Yeah. Hey, wave. Yeah. Right. My my penis. My penis. Yeah. <laughs>
Wheat in a field. Do you know what that is? Wait. Oh, you guys actually have your album as well. Fuck you. Man. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't know what that is. So this is I'm week ready. 19 that we're introducing? Is that right? No, this 18? is episode 17. Yeah, oh, we're doing episode 18. 18. Okay. This is episode 18? This is episode 17. 17. Oh, shit. Yeah. We got a ways to go then. Yeah. <laughs> got to come up with ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running out. I got a list. I got a, it's hard to narrow it down. I'm going to start I'm going to start deviating from my collection cuz I have to break it up cuz I have a lot of albums from the same people. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I can't do, I can't do like two Rob Zombie albums in a row and then, you know. <laughs> yeah. As much as I would love to, yeah. But, um, all right, so we're going to go ahead and dive into introducing our picks for next next week's episode, which would be episode 18. Um, As per usual, we're going in the order that we started in. Uh, Jacob, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I got one that, um, it's fairly recent that it came out. Um, It's We As Blood, Titanic Rising. Um, It's, yeah, I'm... I really liked it when it came out. Um, a lot of people liked it when it came out. So, something very different than what you'd expect me to pick. <laughs> Metal. Say that. I love it. I like All it. Right. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going. I don't have the album with me. I'm going with the band called Zamudo. That's their first self-titled album called Zamudo. Um, very interested to see. Interested to see what you guys think of it. Oh, I am. Exactly. I'm interested. He <laughs> just said that. I was like, Zamudo, yeah. Zamudo, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. That sounds exotic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for me, I'm going also with a self-titled album. I'm going with The Front Bottoms, their self-titled debut uh, from 2011. Uh, some kind of Midwest indie emo acoustic punk kind of thing. Not necessarily. I guess. I don't know. Depends on how you want to say it, but it's got like a Midwest. It's like if, uh, if AJJ didn't care so much about politics and they were like... Uh, more kind of more accessible sound that's how i'll explain it but you guys will see for yourselves uh instrumentation wise similar to ajj that's like the only comparison uh very cool anyways that was episode 17 we will see y'all next week for episode 18 this has been what you spinning have a great week